Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. How's it? Welcome to the first ever episode of Game Night's Roundtable. Someday we'll get a roundtable. Right now it's square. <laughs> uh, so we're trying to do a video that addresses the most commonly asked comments, tweets, replies about the most recent episode of Game Nights. Yeah, and you know, obviously we get tons of comments. We love seeing them and reading them. We go through all of them. And some of them just happen to occur more than once. And that means that we want to address them. So we're going to put some of those comments up on screen today too. You might see yourself in an episode now. Exciting. You're going to be famous. All right, we're going to talk yeah. about, again, the most recent episode of Game Nights. That's the unsanctioned one. Uh, Spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about the game, and you're going to know what happens in the game because we're going to be talking about it. So you haven't seen the episode yet. This uh, roundtable is not for you. Go watch the episode and then come back here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, our goal is to cover the most asked questions. Like who won the arm wrestling match between you and Olivia at the end of the episode? Yes. Questions <laughs> like that. But let's start with some rules clarification stuff. Yep. And we're not calling anyone dumb or stupid for having these questions. Obviously, you are not the only person that thought to come up with this. And uh, so we're going to be bringing all those up. And if you see your comment on screen, it's because you asked the question, not because uh, we're saying something about your intelligence level. No, actually, no, no. Yeah, I would go the other way. The fact that a lot of people are asking the same question actually indicates to me that we've messed up in some some way we didn't explain things very well so that's right. on us and also some of the stuff is correct and we just straight up made some mistakes so we can clarify that stuff here case in point <laughs> the very first thing is olivia's keeper of the sacred word should have been a 9-10 on the turn that Tappy plays Afar's enlightenment on it so if you remember Tappy plays her enchantment on olivia's creature make it's it the fly. one that you can say squirrel and it gets really big yep uh on that turn it just so happened that earlier I had said, uh, I had named uh, Tappy's card. That, oh, you got a half squirrel, half pangolin? Right, because That's the same blew squirrel. up the smuggler's copter with the pangolin. So that would have given it plus three, plus three. And then Olivia says squirrel. Or no, sorry. And then Tappy says squirrel. And that should have made it a 9-10. On, uh, in the episode, it's a 6-7. So that was our mistake. We missed it. Part of this is happening because when we shoot the episodes, we're often restating things. Like, hey, replay that, re-say this. Yeah. And so... Actually, these cards with like certain words you weren't allowed to say were very problematic in the <laughs> editing because we were like, okay, but usually we're deciding what's going in the episode when we're editing. But now, because it affects the size of creatures and stuff on the board, we have to be like, is that for sure going to be in the episode? So that will for sure be that big. And so, yeah. And it makes anyway. a difference when the creatures are attacking or doing damage. Fortunately, uh, it wasn't Olivia's turn. So right. that, that squirrel just happened to stay right there. Yeah, it didn't matter. Um, 
Okay, right. uh, a lot of people commented, what were better words that Olivia could have said for Keeper of the Sacred Ward instead of Squirrel? And the ones I really liked were Tap, Pay, or Two, because Smothering Tithe was out on the board. So that would have been very difficult for... <laughs> and Olivia did choose Pay later, yeah. so she was kind of onto it. I mean, she could have chosen The, Ugh. which would have been... And again, she, Olivia was nice here because of the editing and the post-production, the fact that we were going to have to make sense of this for the audience yeah. later. She purposely didn't choose like a crazy word like I or the or and. That would have been a real pain in the butt. Would have been really hard to keep track of and to keep that consistent with the final edit. So there was, you know, listen, it's that it's that famous thing when you whenever you study a thing, you inevitably alter it in some way. That's, yes. There's no way to shoot a game on camera where that doesn't affect it in some way. So there you go. Squirrel, 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 I'm sure our editors kept track of exactly how big it is. <laughs> uh, okay, we had a couple comments that counted up this number of squirrels that were said and thought that this, the Keeper of the Sacred Word should have been larger when it killed me. Uh, it would have killed me for even more, I guess, like uh, around 150 yeah. or something power, they thought. Now, the editors definitely sat down and, of course, edited. And this was something that they knew that they couldn't get wrong. And keep in mind that if you're not alive in the game, you saying squirrel doesn't make any difference because you are no longer a legal opponent. So Jimmy saying squirrel in those moments, those don't count. You don't count that. And also, it only says opponent. So Olivia, when she said squirrel... That doesn't add to this, the Keeper the of the Sacred Word. So count. it was only when Tappy said it, and then I just capitulated and said squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. a few times myself. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. Maybe they were wrong. Maybe they were right. I didn't go back and check. But I think the people thinking it was a higher power were forgetting that Jimmy and Olivia don't count. Yep. All okay. right. This is a big one, and probably the mo thing that was the most pointed out. Yeah. And I was even confused when I read the comments. I was like, oh, did we get it wrong? Yeah. So Olivia said the word gotcha... And if you, it, it's, okay, we should read the card. So there's a card called Kill Destroy. Yes. So it's one black black for an instant. It destroys target non-black creature, but it has the mechanic gotcha. <laughs> it says, if an opponent says kill or destroy, you may say gotcha. And when you do, return kill destroy from your graveyard to your hand. So what ends up happening is those are two words they just can't say or you get this card back. However, Tappy had played an Emrakul targeting Olivia. So she was in control of Olivia's turn. Yes. And then during that turn that she was controlling, she said the word kill and Olivia said the word gotcha and got the kill destroy back into her hand. And there was a lot of people that pointed out, hey, Olivia should not have been able to do that because Tappy was controlling her turn. We had a lot of discussion in the office. I was like, well, does a mind slaver effect, that's what we call Emrakul's mm -hmm. effect, does that actually mean that the player who's being controlled is not allowed to speak? Yeah, or the words that they speak don't mean anything. Right, so it's interesting. And what we did is we went to the head silver-bordered unrules official, which is Mark Rosewater. He is in He's charge the of the unrules, <laughs> the silver-bordered rules. And we directly asked him this question, and his response was... Being mind-slavered does not prevent you from talking. And gotcha, the mechanic, is a verbal trigger, so it works. So actually, Olivia was allowed to say gotcha in that moment and get kill destroyed back to her yeah. hand. So Mind Slaver, very powerful effect, obviously, but it doesn't affect verbal triggers. And as far as we know, this is the only verbal trigger in the game. So I don't think this is going to be coming up in any edge cases anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not likely to come up very often. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah, this, this next one is one we messed up. I will tap three lands to play Estrid's Invocation, copying Eldrazi Conscription. Oh, no. It's a 33-33 Flample Annihilator 4. 
what actually it is is there are two triggers of annihilator two not you don't add up annihilator from two to four it, it didn't matter in the game obviously but the fact that Annihilator 2 goes on the stack and a second Annihilator 2 goes on the stack could matter in some instances. Let's imagine you had a, a creature like Pawn of Ulamog out mm -hmm. that creates tokens when it dies. You could sack it to the first Annihilator tr trigger, make the token, sack those tokens to the second Annihilator trigger. Whereas if it's Annihilator 4, you can't do that because that all happens at once. So again, didn't matter in this game, but that was something we shorthanded. We sort of shortcut and we probably shouldn't. We were giving slightly erroneous information, I think, out there to some people about how that would work. Yeah, uh, and obviously there were you know cards on the table that did matter. For instance, Garrick had wolves when they died would add loyalty counters and there's two aligned alert triggers, even though it wouldn't matter in this case. If he had like a chain veil or something, I right. might have changed it. Okay. All right. Um, there was a bunch of questions surrounding mine, 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 which is a very complicated card. So maybe we should start out by just reading the card. Yep. It's a four green green enchantment. When mine, mine, mine enters the battlefield, each player puts their library into their hand. Players have no maximum hand size and don't lose the game for drawing from an empty library. Each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. And when Mind 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 leaves the battlefield, each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library. So for the next couple of questions, we're going to go to different lines of text on this card that matter. But for this first question, a lot of people asked, well, why didn't Tappy get like 80 treasures from Mind Mind Mind? Because they took their entire deck and put it into their hand. Did they draw those cards? And so for that, we can refer to the very first line of Mind Mind Mind. Each player puts their library into their hand, not drawing the cards. Uh, you're just literally placing something into something else. So there's no actual drawing here. So this is important on a lot of cards in Magic and comes up in Blackboarded Magic or regular bordered Magic all mm -hmm. the time where cards that say put into your hand do not trigger things that trigger off of drawing cards. And that can be important for a lot of Underworld Dreams type nec Nekusar effects and things like that. So no treasures for Tappy. Uh, a lot of people thought, should Tappy have blown up Mine, Mine, Mine instead of Attrition? And that would have left, well, the effect for basically someone they could mill themselves out at that point because they would be able to draw a card from their library before... Now, keep in mind that Mine, Mine, Mine at the end says that when it leaves the battlefield, each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library. So if there's a way that you could make someone draw a card after this is removed, before that trigger hits the stack, then they will die to milling. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that was a comment. So, like, you destroy Mine, Mine, Mine... It's gone, and the trigger goes on the stack of like, hey, you're going to shuffle your, your graveyard hands. and your hands into your and library. make it your library. But before that resolves, you say, hey, you have to draw a card. <laughs> and now mine, mine, mine's not there anymore, so you can mill yourself out. That would have worked. That was a complicated line of play, but maybe yeah. maybe possible but for But each Tappy. player can't cast more than one spell a turn, so it would have to be, a, I think, an onboard Well, effect, with, right? once mine, mine, mine's gone, though. Oh, you can go nuts? With the trigger on the stack, now you're still allowed to. I think most people that were asking this question were thinking like, hey, why didn't she just destroy mine, 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 pass then, the turn to yeah. Olivia, and she will mill herself out, but they just didn't read that last line of text where graveyard and hand become library, so you really wouldn't have milled out in that case. Yep. Um, all right, here's an interesting decision-based one. No, Mr. Wong. I expect you to die. Wait, what? What? <laughs> no! <laughs> it's why didn't Josh take out Tappy or Olivia instead of Jimmy? Yeah, why didn't you, Josh? I think a lot of people <laughs> looked at the board and said, well, Olivia's got that Keeper of the Sacred Word that can be infinitely large, so that's mm -hmm. a lot more scary. Jimmy had missed a land drop, and also... Tappy had her value engines going, had Without two enchantments. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they just kind of looked more scary than Jimmy. So I will answer this question. Number one, I did not lie. Grudges, mind slaver lock. I want to make a statement. Statement made. Number two. I got zapped out of existence. <laughs> number two, I was worried about two things. Jimmy had that hexproof enchantment that 
uh, as luck would have it, if it gets up to 100 counters, he just wins the game. I was playing Rakdos. It's an enchantment that has Hexproof. I have literally not a single way in the entire deck to touch that card. The so other players don't even really have ways to touch that card either, I unless they're playing yeah. a destroy-all-enchantments type effect. Exactly. They, I, they probably didn't, but it's possible like an austere command or something yeah. exists out there that they have, but there's nothing in Rakdos that deals with that card. So, And then he had just drawn the Sword of Dungeons and & Dragons. And so, had the man to play and equip it, by the way. Five lands. Yeah, so I was looking at like, hey, listen, it's a lot closer than it looks. I think all the players were threats to me, and they were all like doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I did feel like I'm probably not going to have another chance to actually act to trigger Baron Von Count, so I'm going to just do it because I built the deck to do it. And Jimmy looked like close, more close to Tide, maybe, I think, than people were, were seeing. And also, like, I'll be honest, we didn't fly Jimmy out here. He lives in L.A. He's on every episode of Game Night. So That's in true. a tiebreaker-type <laughs> situation... I'm um, going to volunteer myself yeah. as tribute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I would tell... And I would be fine with Jimmy killing me on the on the other foot rather than the two guests if it's mostly equal, which true. I think it was in that case. Like, if one person's like, way, way, way ahead, sure. But in this case, I think it was more equivalent than people think. I also want to say that I, to just... Full disclosure, I didn't see the line where Tappy was going to play her Afar's Enlightenment oh, onto, onto that Olivia's creature. So I didn't think I was dead the next yeah. turn from them. I was like, oh, no, I'll just block that thing. It doesn't have trample or whatever. Then, then when they did that, I was like, oh, crap, uh -oh. I'm just dead. But I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, very rarely do you have that sort of one-two punch to happen in Commander. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, uh, a lot of people asked and they looked at the deck list, why didn't Tappy play more uncards? It seemed like everyone else was into the un-theme. Turns out she actually does have 20 uncards in her deck. and. Which, uh, if you consider that, you know, only 66, 67 of her cards, maybe 65 of her cards That's a third are non-lands, a third of her deck was uncards. So she had a lot of uncards in her deck. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think the thing to remember in this game is that Mine, Mine, Mine was played. And so rather than her choosing cards in her hand, whatever she happened to have, she was playing her best card every turn. Because you only get to play one. Yeah, so of course, Emrakul becomes the play and then it draws the conscription, whereas if she had a hand of, a normal hand of six cards, she's playing an uncard and mm -hmm. things are... Yeah, so Mind, Mind, Mind really warped uh, how that game looked near the end. And so I think it's kind of incorrect to judge Tappy's deck based on what happened in the second half of that game. Yep. Uh, another big popular question was, why did we not use and pay respect to our founding fathers, Alexander Clamilton? Yep. He was not in the room where it happened. No. He, yeah. He, He's not. Yeah. He, he, we gave away his shot. <laughs> He tried to take it. <laughs> uh, he has a bunch of sisters. Okay. All uh, right. <laughs> there is my Hamilton knowledge. Yeah. So... Here's the reason. We didn't have a mandate that people had to play specific legendary creatures. What we do is we say, here's the episode, here's the theme. Sometimes it's like, hey, it's, uh, what was the last that? Theros, Theros gods. Yeah, it's Theros. You just have to pick a legendary creature from Theros. And Jimmy and I always let the guests choose first. So mm -hmm. we're like, legendary creatures is Theros, you choose. And then once you've chosen, Jimmy and I will choose. And that's how it'll be. And so we just put it out to Olivia and Tappy. Here's all the unsanctioned legendaries. Here's the silver-bordered legendaries from the other sets. What do you want to play? They chose. We chose. One thing I noticed, because I went last, is that everyone had chosen a legendary creature from unsanctioned. Yeah. And I wanted to throw some love out to people who liked the silver-bordered legendaries from before, and I wanted to make sure that we had at least one from the old sets. So it wasn't just all new unsanctioned stuff. Yeah. And so that's why I chose Baron Von Count. Uh so not to mention great art by Jesper Ising. Yeah. And so it just <laughs> left Alexander Clamilton out in the cold. I think that's a cool card and it would have been fun to play, but we just can't play them all. So that's kind of why. 
That's kind of why he wasn't giving it a shot. There were some cards that we couldn't play, though, and we actually made a silver-bordered ban list, which some of you asked about as well. Yep. And so people were like, do you have a secret list of cards, uncards that you said were not good for this episode, can't be used? And yeah, we did, actually. Yeah, so we have to worry about a lot of things, like will it be a fun game to watch? Will it be editable? There's will a it lot- work? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uncards that are very scary from a video production standpoint. They're so confusing. They're liable to make the game stretch on for hours and hours and hours. And yep. so we're pretty liberal just going through and being like, no, we're not going to play this card. We're not going to allow this card. We want it to be fun. We want it to be engaging. We also don't want to have to take 2,500 hours to edit the thing. Yeah. Also, who wouldn't play Mox Lotus, a card that adds infinite mana? Yeah. There's just a bunch <laughs> of crazy stuff like that. So we're just like, let's make it so that, you know, and, and a lot of people ask about X, the commander as well, which is a cool card, but it's very hard for camera because of all the information that you have to give to the audience and keep them, yep. have them keep tabs on. And so we were just like, let's just stay away from it. So yeah, we'll actually link the uh, full list we use as a ban list for the episode. But I wouldn't recommend that ban list if you were trying uncards yourself. A lot of those cards are fine and they were just taken off because of camera, not because of gameplay. Yeah, just look through them and, and make a decision too if you want to bring this into your playgroup. All right, this next one is definitely my fault. Uh, the, the commander I played was... Pippa, Duchess of Dice, but I said Pippa. The deck I built today is Pippa, Duchess of Dice. Pippa, Duchess of Dice. Tap two blue and cast Aura of Dominion on my Pippa, Duchess of Dice. Man, Pippa did not like it when you said that. Pippa hated it. Yeah, people oh were mad. The people were outraged. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that Pippa, the Duchess of Dice, on the dice, those little marks on there are called pips, thus Pippa. Pips on the dice. That's how you pronounce the name. I did it correct, incorrectly. Listen, we get magic card names wrong all the time. There, all the a time. lot of them are made up words and stuff, so we're sorry. We do our best. I'm not sorry. It's Pippa. <laughs> Speaking of Pippa. <laughs> what? Who? Let's roll! Let's roll! That's pretty good. Let's roll! A lot of people noticed that the voice of Pippa was done very, very well by yeah. our own Ashlyn Rose. She is an incredible voice actor. She does, if you ask her in person, if you ever see her Magic Fest, ask her to do like her little kid voice. It's disturbing. It's great. Uh, Ashlyn, a big fan of anime, big fan of voiceovers as well. Very good fit to throw in the let's roll for Pippa. We're very lucky to have some people with a lot, a wide array of talents in yeah. house and having access to Ashlyn is something we want to use more often. Yep. All right. A lot of people asked Jimmy because, you know, they were yelling at me for knocking you out of the game so early. And I did feel bad about that. It's just the way it goes sometimes. But, you know, one It'll of the come big... back to haunt you someday, Joe. Yeah, I'm sure it will. <laughs> it, it pre-haunted me. I already got yeah. haunted. Um, but one of the things they wanted to ask, and I thought this was valid, uh, you know, they were like, oh, I wish we would have got to see more of Jimmy's deck. So I thought we could take a second here, not do a full deck tech, but maybe allow you to talk about some of the cool cards in your deck since it didn't really get a chance to shine. So one of the things that I played at the end was an untap ability uh, because I want to use Pippa a lot. There's also a lot of cards that tap to do things. Uh, so Thousand Year Elixir and Intruder Alarm were both cards I put in here. Thousand Year Elixir is great. You can use haste ability. Uh, you can use abilities on creatures as though they ha creatures have haste. Oh, and Intruder then Alarm. Intruder really Alarm. Good. Yeah. So creatures, it says creatures do not untap during their controls untap steps. However, when Whenever any creature comes into play, untap all creatures. So with Pippa, she makes a dice token and everything's going to untap and you can use it again, provided you have the mana. That's pretty sweet. Uh, I did think about trying to put some sort of infinite mana shenanigans in the deck. but Just I so thought, you could make infinite tokens. Infinite tokens, yeah. But they then wouldn't like, have haste. Yeah. They probably would have been fine. True. It's very true. 
Uh, I also put very cryptic command is a really fun uncard. There are four different versions of it. Did you and use the same one as Tappy or different? I didn't. One? The one that I use is different and it because it has something that says roll two six sided dice on it, and then mm. you basically mill someone for X cards. Oh, you roll two six sided dice? Yeah. That's what And you want to roll a lot of dice in this deck. Um so another really fun card is called Socketed Sprocketer. Um, it's a blue for a 1-1 artifact creature cyborg knight, and you can tap it to uninstall all results from Socketed Sprocketer, then roll a six-sided die, install the result on Socketed Sprocketer, and you put the dice on the card. So you may uninstall a result from Socketed Sprocketer to use it for a die you rolled, and you can uninstall a six from it to draw a card. So basically what you're doing is you're rolling a dice, tapping it to roll a dice, put it on there, and let's say it's a five. You can at any time uninstall it by taking it off, yep. and then you can use that for a die you rolled. So let's say you need the five at some point you can and you're drawing use. cards in there too yeah if it's a six you're drawing a card it's definitely a very weird weird card um and then there's clark's other thumb which is basically the the instead of the flipping coins ones the rolling dice version of the card you want to read it yeah it's basically every would roll a die and said roll two of those dice and ignore one of those results but you're still rolling two dice so cards like as luck would have it would be affected by that and then finally, Mad Science Fair Project. It's a three-mana artifact. You can tap it to roll a six-sided die. On a three or lower, target player adds a colorless mana to their mana pool. Otherwise, that player adds one mana of any color they choose to their mana pool. So it's cool. You can add mana for other people. I'm rolling this ramp. But basically, it's a ramp card. It's a three-mana ramp card that will sometimes, you know, half the time, give you any color you want, and the other half the time, just be a regular tap for add mana. But a free dice roll. That's pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of fun cards in there. All right. That's it. Those whoa, whoa. No, no, no. That, the... is, that is not it, Josh. There is one comment. That has pervaded. This is probably the biggest. The biggest. It's topic. everywhere. Yeah, I have one regret. I I took the easy way out. I should have arm wrestled Josh. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it right now. Okay, let's go. Are we really doing this? Yeah, why not? You ready, Lee Kwai? Oh, I was born ready. Hmm. Who won the arm wrestling between you and Olivia? I gotta know, Josh. Who won? All right, all right. I'll come clean with you guys. I will tell everybody out there exactly what happened. The truth of the matter is there was no <laughs> arm wrestling match. We literally put our hands together and we knew the joke. We were going to yeah. cut away. So we never actually arm wrestled. However, the interest in it has been so intense. Very intense. I feel like maybe, you know, we need to talk to Olivia and we need to set up an actual arm wrestling match. I, I don't think we quite anticipated how much fervor there would be to see this arm wrestling match. So maybe... We set that up at some point. If that's something you'd be interested in watching, let us know for sure. Yeah. We can't promise like a full-on production for it, but it could be a very fun video on Instagram or something yeah. that you see or on Twitter. Uh, okay, anyway, hey, everyone out there, please let us know if you liked the roundtable discussion of Game Nights. It's always fun to sort of see what people uh, comment on the most and bring up after each episode because, you know, Josh sits there for 30 days pretty much editing these things, and we don't really know what the reception is going to be like on the other side. We can make some educated guesses, so it's always great to see what you all say. So let, let us know if you guys want to to uh, continue this and maybe become a series down the line. And as always, remember, if you want to support Game Nights, our podcast, this new possible video series that we're going to do, just go to cardkingdom.com slash command zone and use that affiliate link to order all your magic products, singles, cards, anything at all. You're going to buy magic cards anyway. Just use that affiliate link. When you do, you're supporting all of our content. Yep. And Ultra Pro, another awesome sponsor of the show. They make the play mats, the sleeves, the deck boxes, the dice, all of those awesome accoutrements that adorn our tables every time we play magic. And it makes our experience that much more fun and that much more pleasurable. So again, if you buy Ultra Pro products, you're also directly supporting the show. And the final way to support all, all of our content is directly. If you go to patreon.com slash command zone, you can contribute straight to all of our content and you get to watch 
things like game nights earlier than everybody else. You get to talk with us on Discord each and every day. There really are a lot of perks and benefits. So again, patreon.com slash command zone. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone, so much for watching. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.